Now, is I need to make sure that I'm talking to the right Kelly Rowland, so I yeah. just need to make sure that I'm going to ask a question that only Kelly Rowland would know. Yeah. Um, how many times in your life have you been to French's? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> The, the number doesn't even exist. It, it doesn't even exist. Like, I, I'm obsessed with Frenchies. Between that dirty rice you get when you get that two to three piece, and then you get a little bit of the collard greens and cornbread. Come on, come on, come it's on. It's just all of that on it. <laughs> come on, come on. Come on, don't mess with just me. <laughs> the moment you actually just bite into the chicken, then you get a chance to like dig into the greens a little bit. Then after you get the greens, you get a little bit of a bite of the cornbread. Take a little minute, maybe sip a little strawberry grape soda. Come then on. you go to. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, my name is Kirk Franklin. And I come to give you good words. Let's go. Brothers and sisters, this is going to be a crazy one for you, boy. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great one. Now, by her government name, now that's what the birth certificate say, it say Calendria Trine. <laughs> now, let me tell you something about Miss Calendria. Man, y'all, she's been all over the world, met all kinds of people, sang a couple of songs, y'all. She's done a couple of cassettes, you know, a couple of tapes. And I get the chance to talk to her today. She's an incredible solo artist with an expansive career right now. Five albums deep, active in the community, so many foundations. Y'all, she's even a mama, and I'm so proud of her. I'm telling you, every time she sees me and my wifey, she's always showing us crazy love. Y'all, please welcome to Good Words with Kirk Franklin by the name that has made her a star, Miss Kelly Rowland. <laughs> What's up, mama? What's up? How are you? I'm so happy to be talking to you. You have no idea. All right. Okay, 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 okay. So now that we got that out the way, I just need to make sure because, you know, everybody want to be Kelly Rowland. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that I'm talking to the real one and not an imposter. And please, Kelly, let them know nah. what French's is because some people may yeah. not even have an idea what you just broke down. Tell them what French's is. French's is... Heaven on earth. It really is. Y'all love like, to see her face. It is so fun. The mo I had to close my eyes. It's just <laughs> thinking about it. I'm like, because the thing is, is what's so funny is the owners of Frenchies, I actually grew up babysitting their grandkids. Are you serious? They honestly could have just paid me with Frenchies. Ladies and gentlemen, Frenchies is a restaurant in Houston that is that is epic, that is historic. Yes. If you have any melanin in your skin, you know what French's is. Yeah. It's right next to Texas Southern University. Man. And I need to know also, did you shed any tears as a little girl when you found out that Astro World closed? You know what? I did. Only because like so much of my teenage years, like I keep thinking about the fact that like me and the girls would go up there. The first version of Destiny's Child, um, and we would have the the jerseys on. Like I remember, 
everybody wearing a jersey. Then you got the dudes calling you like, okay. hey, Pippin. Hey, Pippin. <laughs> Pippin, yo, Jordan. <laughs> like the guys would call you like by your jerseys. And we were like, like looking at them crazy and continue to walk and enjoy all the rides and be there to like, Till it closed, we had the best yes. time. And not even just that, but like, I remember being at um, B's mom's, of course, Tina's salon, my mama T, and she owned Headliners in Houston, which was a very, very popular hair salon in Houston. And we would go up there mm. and literally like shampoo people's hair and clean up and everything just so we could have enough money to go and like chill at World later. Now, speaking of hair... I do want to ask you, how does it feel to be in the Mount Rushmore of women who kill short haircuts? I really liked my short hair, but it was a headache. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved my short hair. And I will say, you know, it made me really excited to stand out amongst the the ladies. You know what I mean? It was like in... When we were coming up, like just developing our look, Tina did that intentionally so everybody could have a specific look. You know, B had like, you know, different highlights of blonde. And then Latavia had these bits of red. Latoya had these beautiful long brown hair. And mine was black. And I had like, I remember I started adding color to it from red to blue to purple. So it made everybody have like their own world, their own thing. And somebody could look or feel like they, you know, wanted to do this. Well, I want to try this today. You know, it was just really cool to have that kind of range. And that was Miss Knowles' idea. Yes, it was. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, that's why I could even see why you would be part of this whole Dove Crown Initiative. Mm -hmm. Like, how does it feel now for you to not only be... this incredible image of women that rock so many beautiful hairstyles now to be able to speak on behalf of these initiatives to support women yeah. to be free and yeah. how they want to wear their hair. Well, specifically black women, of course, Kurt, because I feel like, you know, it's really hard. Well, it was really hard, especially 20 years ago now, even, but even 10 years ago now, you know, black women had a really tough time just going to work if they wanted to wear their natural hair and, somebody telling them something, which is insane, you know, to kids going to school and being sent home because they chose a natural style. That doesn't make any sense. You know, I feel like hair, what I grew up learning, especially from Tina, is that it's a creative and self-expression. So however you decide to wear your hair, like for someone to say that it's a distraction is such disrespect on another level to a child and they don't realize the the seed that they're planting. The world is a much more beautiful, interesting, unique place because we all have different Mm -hmm. fingerprints. You know what I mean? We all look different. Like God did that on purpose, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a man, you have no idea how crazy it is to hear Mm -hmm. that this is something that women of color are having to deal with and even address in 2020. Like I'm blown away that this is even a thing. For sure. That is so unfortunate. But I'm glad that you're on the front line. And it sounds like that you have been affected by a lot of powerful women in your life. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> your mama Doris. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, 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 Miss Tina that you talked about. And I would love to even talk about her a little bit more in a minute as we break that thing down. But even uh, Whitney mm-hmm. and uh, just, just, just all these incredible women. What do they mean to you? Strength. Boldness. Uh, when I think about 
some of the incredible women in my life just to be unapologetically honest. Yeah. I think that that's really important. Like I encourage, whether it's myself or any younger people that I know, to always be unapologetically honest as long as it's not attacking someone else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, family is such a powerful thing. I've never met your mama, Miss mm-hmm. Doris. Yeah. Does, does she still live in Houston? No, no. I actually, it's a beautiful story of my mom, actually. Um, I lost her six years ago now. But the reason why I say it's a beautiful story is because, like, in the time that I had my son, literally three weeks later, I lost my mom. And I felt like in that time period, I felt like there was this spiritual moment where God was showing me like how short life is. Like scripture talks about the vapor. It's like, uh, like it being, you know, like a vapor. It's real. (laughs) So it's so real. So I watched my son be born and then literally watched my mom, you know, descend. So it's just like so wild to me that I was trusted with that gift. And I just, you know, cried about it, like not over the loss, but just the fact of how precious people life and time is like i think that and you know at some point in your life you do take it for granted but um i don't take it for granted at all kelly i felt that i felt that so strongly man what an incredible story and it sounds like that you are just on so many incredible journeys in your life you know um is i have a connection to houston as well kelly my biological father is i'm adopted and I was yeah. adopted when I was four by a six to four year old lady. And wow. uh, my biological father uh, lived in Houston uh, his entire life. And I got a random call from a lady saying that she was his ex-wife and she wanted me to know she was calling all of his kids to let him know that he was dying and they had terminal cancer. Wow. And I had to go down to Houston, Kelly, because, you know, if I'm going to be doing gospel music, talking about God and everything, it's like I got to, at some point, I had to live it. It's like, you know what? I need to go down there yeah. and I need to forgive this man and yeah. make it right. And so I had to get on a plane, Kelly, and go down to Houston and talk to a man that I didn't know. And I told him, Kelly, I said, I've been told that I've won a couple of awards and I've done a couple of things, but I'm the most insecure man in the room Mm. because I never had you in my life Mm. to tell me I mattered. And I heard that you got some stuff really dope and working on some stuff with your dad. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Oh, my God. First of all, I met my dad for the first time again two years ago. Um, it was 30, 33 years. I went without seeing him. Amazing. And I just had this gut moment where some was just like, I kept reading these stories about uh, people who were like losing their dad. And it was at the last minute. They were planning to meet them or something like that. I said, I I have to do this. I, I have to, this has to happen. And so I also wanted to meet him because of my son. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, buddy. Yeah, legacy is real. You know what I mean? To know uh, where you've been is real and, you know, who you come from and what you come from. And even the, the darker things that are like you probably never would want to address, but those things are important. So, you know, to just like cut it off, cut it off. Yeah, it stops yeah. with this generation. I thought I was going to have all these things to say. I thought I was going to be mad. Like I was walking there, like I'm going to ask him this and tell him this. And I didn't appreciate this. And it was so much like junk. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say junk <laughs> because it was anger. 
You know what mm. I mean? It was the anger part. It was the unforgiveness part. It was like all of that stuff. And it was so incredibly layered. So you. I, I get you. in there. I sit down. And some just said to shut up. It, it was really mm. more like hush or be quiet. But it was shut up in my head. I just sat there and listened to this man for two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, Kurt. Wow. And all I could do was listen. I was like trying to just be as obedient as possible because I felt like that was the most important thing to do because the same way I had so many things to say, he did too. So I gave wow. him the, uh, the space to say what he needed to say. And so much was answered actually through just listening. Wow. And. I have talked to him every day since. <laughs> Whoa. Every day since. Yeah. Are you serious? You, you know, there's a, a one of my favorite scriptures is be quick to listen yeah. and slow to speak. Yeah. And I think that if people in our country right now could just maybe be a little bit more quiet yeah. and just listen more, right? You yeah. know, that could be a powerful thing. You know, uh, losing your mother mm. and reuniting with your daddy, that had to come from a deeper like, you don't learn that Kelly just on stage. There has yeah. to be something about Kelly and her faith. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your faith. Tell me this light that is obvious that has guided you now from saying bye-bye to one life, saying hello to new life, yeah. and reigniting a fire in another life. What does Kelly believe in? I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in faith more than I do religion. Amen. If that makes any sense. Because Who do you think you're talking to? Of course it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's more so faith to me because it's such a personal walk. Amen. You know what I mean? And it's carried me. It's made me the woman that I am. It's making me the mother that I am. It's continuing to make mm. me the woman that I am. It's teaching me how to be a wife. Mm -hmm. It's continuously stretching me and keeping me in uncomfortable positions to where yeah. it makes me better, if that makes any sense. Who you think you're talking to? <laughs> of course it makes sense. You're talking um, to your boy. I know, but I'm so grateful for it because this industry should have chewed me up and spit me out and ripped me apart. And people should have chewed me up and spit me out and ripped me apart. And so many times I do think that I was close but faith. Amen. But Amen. faith, but God, Amen. but prayer. Amen. It's like, there's so many like other words on the side of the, but God, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah. layered for sure. That's beautiful. That's beautiful yeah. to know that there was this invisible hand that mm -hmm. was pushing you in the middle of your back through it all, you yeah. know? And I think that that is the greatest example of God's love, right? Mm -hmm. And and the kind of love that would even let some little girls talk about, girl, girl, we need to be in a group. And girl, <laughs> we need to do this and we need to do that. It's, I want to know yeah. the type of faith that it took to believe that this little girl that maybe didn't have a dad at that time, yeah. that uh, moved to Houston, that was trying to figure out life. Mm -hmm. How did you and the other young girl, what's, what's the other young girl you sang with? What's, what's, her, what's, her, what's her name? <laughs> you uh, talking about B? Is it Brenda? No, no, that's uh, Brenda. It's uh, Beverly. What's her, what's her name? Beverly. Beverly. Oh, my God. B's name Beverly. Was Beverly. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Beyonce. What, yeah, 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 yeah. What do little girls that have big dreams talk about when nobody's watching? 
Steps. <laughs> steps. Uh, what we didn't have in rehearsal that day. Uh, what we could probably work on and get better at. Uh, probably like some kid up the street who I thought was cute, but, you know, it didn't really give me the time of day. Like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I, we were... Some interesting kids, to say the least. In the and and I mean that in the best way because like as much as Tina made sure we had like a life outside of performing and rehearsing and everything, and that's where Astro World came into play. And you yeah. know we were still having like you know a little life, but there were like our moments where we were rehearsing a lot, and that's really all that mattered. And when we were kids, it was about getting it right. Like, I'll never forget, oh my gosh, I was trying to understand harmony, but I wanted to have it seamless. So Mm. it didn't matter if a commercial was on, if I heard something on the radio, if one of the girls just started singing, I just start harmonizing. Are you serious? Yeah, so I irritated everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So so how did you and Brenda Come together, you little girl. Stop calling, <laughs> calling my baby Brenda. Hilarious. How did y'all know as little kids that y'all were going to try something together? Was that still Tina? Like, no, 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 no. So what happened with that was actually I was brought to an earlier, 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 earlier version of um, the group, and that actually happened through Latavia. I had a like a, a slumber party at my house and she heard me like making my Barbie doll sing. And she was like, ooh, you would be good in the group. <laughs> yeah. And so wow. I came to rehearsals and it was so interesting to me to be around other girls and kids like who love music the way I did. Really? So I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like we all share the same love for music. So it was that and us learning how to sing together and going to like, you know, the studio early and what that was like. That was awesome. When you was trying to put together this R&B group, was there like an over-the-top super saint, ain't it? It was like, you don't need to be out there trying to sing, but you need to be like, did you ever go through that? Like, did you have oh, an yes. ain't it or a cousin yeah. like that? But it wasn't an ain't it. It was actually a church that my mom really loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the saints there didn't quite... <laughs> Because, <laughs> by the way, look, you're going to get black or white with me. I'm not going to gray nothing, Kurt. Okay? You better give it to me. Better. But the, yeah. the, the saints there didn't really take to, um, you know, the fact that I was going to be singing this secular music. So I was like, that's cool. And found me another church that I wanted to go to that did not care. <laughs> And that's that's what happened with that. And, and that's that. And that's, and that's what that. happened with that. Yeah. Because I've 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 never been that that girl is like, oh, okay. Well then that, that doesn't work for you. I'm, uh, okay, that's fine. And I was just happier at this other space. You know what I mean? And another space that was like really pushing 
myself and and the ladies along and praying for us when we left and praying Mm. to make sure that we got back safely and praying that whatever we're going to this new place for, that it works out in our favor. Like it was all of that. And I didn't need to hear the other judgmental side of that. I was not about that. I didn't care. I was chasing a dream and it felt right to me in my gut. And I wasn't going to jeopardize my faith or anything else for that. I, and, and and my mom catching the brunt of it, that's what really sucked. And so I think at the beginning it was like, oh, it's the, you know, this is cute. I'm, I'm sure we'll see how far they get. Mm. Now, when them checks start rolling in. <laughs> mm. Now, hold on. Now, when them checks start rolling in, <laughs> that old church, now that old church taking Destiny's Child songs and using them as uh, sermons, you know, like, uh, like tell your enemy, <laughs> you know, God's going to work it out. <laughs> Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you yeah. ain't ready for this jelly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 you know? Exactly. But I do want to ask you something, man, because yeah. I got daughters. Yes. And, I'm, and I'm an old school daddy. You know what I'm yes. saying? I know I'm fresh to death. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Yes, I know that yes, I'm yes, fresh. Yes, yes. You know, it, I'm fresher it. than fresh. You know what I'm saying? I'm fresher than fresh. <laughs> I'm fresh but I'm fresh. a daddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a daddy and my daughters are like my everything. And I've yeah. always struggled sometimes with their fashion choices. Okay. How did Destiny's Child learn this incredible balance of being free but there was still a level that I can honestly say that I even know some of the grandmamas and some of the church mothers would say mm-hmm. there was still a level of classiness. Mm-hmm. Was that a conversation? Was that intentional to, to walk in whatever confidence you had, but still wanted to keep a level of, we ain't going to give them everything? Right. You know, was that a talk? You know what? We really just dressed for our ages, like what the kids were really doing. You know what I mean? Like uh, what we saw kids doing. And I remember all of our mothers would just say, you are ladies first. You are Mm. ladies first. And that was something that we didn't take lightly. Like, you know, we didn't want to, we didn't even actually think about that part, to be honest, because like, I feel like we had, great mothers or, you know, Tina saying, well, this is good, but if you put it right there, that's just way too short. That's way too short. You know what I mean? There were still boundaries. (laughs) There were still limits. And we knew what those were. And we respected our parents enough, of course, to agree with them. And it was the conversations that we had with them. It was an understanding. If it was okay in their eyes, we okay. (laughs) <laughs> see, see, yeah, that's where it comes from. Then that yeah. is exactly where it comes from. It it comes from the engagement that you had of your mama. Miss Tina was like a mama to you, yeah. And so y'all had that covering that allowed y'all to go through the trial and error and to yes. figure it out. And P.S. But Kirk, P.S. We also weren't going to like no late night like parties and things like that. Like we had curfew, like. Because we were 15 and 16 years old. So we were there for the business. If there was like, if there was a party, there's a chaperone there. We were there for the business. We showed our face. We left. I don't think we really started to like hang out like it, like industry stuff till 20s, to be honest. Are you serious? Yeah. Like we'd go and it's just like, oh, this is cute. And it's just like, you want to get some food? We go back to the hotel. It was that. It was that. 
We had way more fun at a restaurant eating and being silly and talking and then going back to the hotel. Even after the album came out? After the album came out, it was so much work. You would just tie it. What? You worked and then you went to sleep. How did you and you and Bertha, how did y'all... I'm telling, by the way, I'm going to call her and tell you said this. She's going to be like, what? <laughs> How did y'all maintain a close relationship in the midst of publishing splits and, and royalty separations and, and you get this check and that? Like, give somebody listening some advice or some tools on how did the most successful female group ever in the history of womanhood, how did y'all maintain that bond, but still took care of good business? God. Silence. That was literally it. Because like I said, it, it should have ripped everything apart. Should have. Yes. Should have. It should have ripped everything apart. But I think that sisterhood is real. And that's like, we got to remember, we've known each other since we were 10 and 11 years old. It's mm. nothing I feel like I can't tell her that she wouldn't get and vice versa. I feel like there is a blessing in sisterhood, mm. especially when you want that person to be great. Um, but there were some people who didn't like to see that and didn't believe that it was real. But I think that with every relationship, you know, it's tested. Wow. I'm just grateful that we can stand together now. How many years later? <laughs> Please. You know what man. I mean? How many years later? How many awards later? How many yeah. accomplishments later? Yeah. How many tours later? It's, it's, it's an incredible thing. So now when you are getting ready to start working on Simply Deep and you go to Beverly and you say to Beverly, you say, I'm going to work on my solo record. That was something we all talked about. We all talked about really? it. Really? Mm -hmm. We all talked about it before. And I remember being hecka nervous because me and the ladies just did that, all, you know, together. So mm -hmm. the idea of that was daunting for me. You know what I mean? And even after I had the record with Nelly, which was like, you know, it was scary even just doing that by myself because I was like, oh, gosh, like, am I ready? You know what I mean? Like, it was just the whole idea of that. Am I ready? See, 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 man, I follow you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I follow what you've been doing. I know what you do. I know. I know. And so you're about to start working on Simply Deep and you're by yourself. You've been on every continent and you've accomplished everything with your girl. And now it's just you, right? Mm -hmm. It's just you. And you're going into the uh, booth and you're about to record your first song. What are you saying to yourself? So Nelly called me like super like late. It was like uh, maybe 10 o'clock p.m. That was late. <laughs> it's not late, but it was late <laughs> to me. And so he calls and he's like, hey, I need you to come up here and sing this song real quick. I said, no problem. That's all I thought it was. I literally went in there just to like sing a chorus and just call it a day. I didn't think anything wow. else of it. And next thing I knew, 
radio heard it from Nelly's space and they were like, oh no, we're going with this one next. It was after Hodden here and he had all these records. He'd gone diamond by that time. Like it was insane. <laughs> so this song comes along and his video comes along and just bursts yes. everything wide open. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> wow. I wanted a little time. That record pushed me forward. They wanted to ride that wave. Yes. You know how labels are. Yes. They wanted Man. to ride that wave. So now you are having to change your schedule, change your, your psyche, get your energy back up. What did you do about fear? It was still there. I just had to pretend it wasn't. But it was literally like wearing a bright red and orange light on the top of my head. And it, you know what I mean? I, I felt like you could see it everywhere I went. I, w I feel like there would be like good moments, but I was just always nervous that I wouldn't get it right. I wouldn't get it right by myself. And between that and, you know, Simply Deep was a really, really good album. Mm -hmm. Yes. But like in retrospect, I'm happy that it came out the way it did. I have no regrets because it taught me so much. But I know I would have done so many things different. I know I would have. If, if fear was not there. And you know that every artist, and I know you yes. know this, every artist on the planet always looks at their body of work and always says that about their body of work. Yeah, yeah. And I ain't going to let you do Simply Deep like that. It was an incredible <laughs> moment and experience. And so so now when you do your first show and you're still walking in your own light, yeah. give me, Kelly, a life lesson to somebody listening to you right mm -hmm. now that somebody having to step out, maybe a young lady listening to you right now may be stepping out now as a divorcee. Mm. Somebody right now may be stepping out trying to figure out, you know, they just lost their job. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to step out and maybe try the entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. What is a lesson that you can pass about stepping out and doing it in spite of the fear mm -hmm. and doing it with the fear mm -hmm. instead of trying to wait for the fear to end? I say trust your instincts. Trust your instincts and all this, the stuff or junk that tells you what you can't do, like the, oh, well, I'm, I'm, not, it's, I'm not sure if I should do that. I, I'd say challenge yourself. Well, why not? Why not you? Why not you? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Why not you? I love it. Because I think that sometimes we're also afraid of um, success. Because the truth is, is that like the success scares you too. Because if you have the success, then you have this moment where you got to work harder and you got to dig a little deeper. And when you got to dig a little deeper, it's like, oh, do I feel like that? Of course you do. <laughs> like, of course yeah, you yeah, do. Because yeah, yeah. then you'll look yeah. back at it and be happy that you actually did it. In the moment, it's going to take the work. But you know, if you really love something, when you really have the passion for it, you dig your heels into it. You don't care about the work. You'll do the work. Mm. It doesn't even matter. So I'd say, trust your gut, trust your instincts, trust your passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why not you? And, 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 if the seed is planted of an idea and you see that it hasn't been done, why not you to see it through? It's, it's yours. It's Come yours. On. That is a good word. After the break. Ask Kelly how she dealt with the thief of joy, comparison. 
Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. You know, um, as I started back therapy when uh, during the pandemic, because mm-hmm. it was, you know, this pandemic shook yes. so much of us, right? You know, yes. it's, it's like to 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 see the globe literally stop, mm. to see the planet stop. And there's a term in therapy called the trauma of success, mm-hmm. that success can be traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I do want to ask you this. How did you, though, fight through yours? Because did you ever compare your success as a solo artist to the success of you with the group? Mm-hmm. And how did you walk through trying to stop competing? Because a lot of us fail because yeah. we compare ourselves to, to others. others or we compare ourselves to our past. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's go there. Okay. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> here we go. So let's get it. for me, I think the past came up because I kept seeing people say that I couldn't. And they kind of looked, they kind of, it's like Warpville. They kind of started to look the same and sound the same. So if if you hear it in your past and you hear it in your present, it's like, oh, well, this must be right. No, no, it's not right. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like all, all the odds like counting against you. But it's the whole reason why you try even harder, because if it's fighting that hard, then obviously you're too close to something great. I heard this one sermon this one time. I I was in, where was I? The UK. Um, And this pastor said that your enemies hold the key to your secrets. And I was like, Mm. what does that mean? And so Mm. when he started to break it down and he says all the things that like, they'll say, oh, well, you're not this and you can't do this. And, you know, it's all of that. They're seeing all of this greatness and potential in you that they obviously have for themselves, but they can't fathom the idea of it happening for someone else. Mm. Wow. So they will, you know, misery loves company. And they yes. will kill ev- or try to kill everything it is that you are working so hard for or the place that you're trying to get to. And if they can get to your mind first, yes, they got everything else yes. because then everything else is paralyzed. It's like your vision is paralyzed. Your senses of the greatness are paralyzed. The yes. voice is paralyzed because I, I remember, oh my gosh, I remember the Grammy Awards and... Which one? Which one? What Grammy, Kelly? Y'all got so many. Which one, Kelly? You got to stop. I remember the Grammy Awards when I performed with Nelly. Um, I got up there and I was sick as a dog. Now, I've had performances with the girls where we were sick as dogs and literally killed performances. So I know how to do it, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. This particular performance, yes, I had the flu. I don't know what else it was. It felt like strains of whatever. It was the doctor's like, oh, this is the worst, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. 
Michael Jordan. <laughs> I remember um, our old uh, manager would show us all these videotapes of MJ like playing and how incredible he was mentally mm. to be able to mm -hmm. fight through physically yes. the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it really is a matter of like mental like fight. You got to like actually tell your body, no, we about to do this. And I've done it before. This particular Grammy performance, no matter what, it was nothing came out. Nothing came out. Because between wow. fear, between having this idea that like, I'm just sick. I don't know why I'm here. Like just, I, I never talked like about it, like in this kind of detail before, but I think it was, I could have killed that, but I learned my lesson from it. So it was a reason why sometimes you have these moments where it's like this big moment and you're humiliated. <laughs> mm, you're wow. humiliated because you know not to take that for granted again. Wow. So I don't take I don't take any moment of being on stage for granted at all. Do you know that the Bible says fear not more than any other statement in the Bible? Wow. More than any other quote in the Bible, fear not. You can find it most because fear is such a paralyzing attack that most of the time, 95% of the time, it don't even come to pass what you're afraid of. Yeah. We fear things that the majority of the time, they never even happen. Yeah. But in our minds, we've written the script. Yeah. We've written, you know. Oh, we've completely given it a red carpet to just float oh, on. Come on. We've given it an Academy Award. We gave we've it, given a, it an, an award. Oscar. For me yeah. now, and I have this moment where, like, I, I talk to my son about, He's going through this thing right now. He's six. He's, you know, afraid of the dark. I'm like, well, what's there? What are you, what are you afraid of? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, it's nothing there. I feel like most of the time that I'm That's talking so to my good. son, I'm usually like ministering to myself. <laughs> Come on, man. I agree and with you. So yes. there, there's this moment where he's like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, like screaming to the top of his lungs. I and I'm mm. like, baby, I said, just take one walk up the stair. Oh, he takes one walk. Oh, okay. And we have to do this for 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> for 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's the screaming. But it's like watching him go to each step and getting more and more scared. And I'm literally saying, I'm right here, baby. Have I moved? Have I moved? I'm not going to move. Uh, I'm, I'm right here. Preaching. And so he's, preaching, like, <laughs> so he's like, no, you didn't move. I was like, I'm right here. I was like, you can look at me. You can look at me. Go up the stairs. I'm right here. So he's walking up the stairs. He gets to the top of the stairs. I said, who climbed to the top of the stairs? He said, <laughs> so it's the, all of the emotion of that. Cause it's like the, I'm scared to do it. I did it. I'm proud. Like that yes. moment is actually the payoff. So then Kelly, what is God trying to teach us? Boom. Fear not. <laughs> fear not. <laughs> fear not. Man. And, 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 ladies and gentlemen, she said one that I think is going to be something I want to work on, and I hope she gives me permission to use this one. Yeah. She said, there's nothing there. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. Most of the times I fear paint stuff that's not even there. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something, Miss Kelly. Mama Doris, 
she got a special place in heaven. Because I'm going to tell you something, yeah. listening to this type of courage that you have had, even as a little girl, to stand up against the the uh, super spiritual saints and and to, to doggone move churches as a little girl <laughs> and tell your mama, we're packing up and we're going to move to a whole nother ed- a sanctuary, you know, and, and, to, and, and to stand. I know all of the international critiques and comments about you and your group and all that. There's an inner courage that I just know, man, is just confident that, man, God is with you. Yes, he is. And that he gave Mama Doris this this light to shine because listening to you, you've had this light that's been with you and this confidence. And I want to know for you, how did you have the confidence that in the middle of this great career that you have to now want to go to the next level of motherhood? See, I'm a daddy. Yeah. And I know that as a man, we get a chance to be parents and we get to play with it. You know what I mean? We get to, you know, yeah. we, we get to pick the kid up and woo, 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 woo. And then hear your mama, you know, me and Tammy been married 25 years. I know. Four kids, I love y'all. You know? I know. Oh, man, I thank you. I know. <laughs> and, and we just both two little short people pray for us, you know. You know? <laughs> um, sometimes I know it's not fair that mm. men don't have to sacrifice their careers mm. like women have to. Mm-hmm. How have you monitored that reality of the luxury that men sometimes have that's not fair, mm. that working mothers mm-hmm. don't always have. That part has was hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense, which mm-hmm. means obviously mm-hmm. that I'm still working through it. Amen. Amen. Um, because I feel like I was so scared to have a baby because I'd had this image for so long, you know what I mean? And I was nervous that it was going to be taken away from me or stripped away from me just because I'm a mother. And if anything, I feel even stronger. And I think that that's probably why society did it in the first place. Wow. Because in their eyes, you can't be the woman and do the work because you can't do it. So if and, and I'm I'm sure, with all due respect to men, but I'm sure they started this. Yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Because they <laughs> had to. Yeah, because had they to. literally cannot do it. They physically cannot do it. Yeah. But we do, and there are so many of us who make it look easy. So salute and praise to the women that do that. But at the same time, always ask them how they are. Mm. I think it's important to ask them how oh, they that's are. Good. And I think it's important that even if you don't know them well, just tell them what a great job they're doing. Yeah. Because the balance of it is hard. Like my son literally, I had a really busy end of the year and I'm so grateful to God for it. And I was putting together a record, putting together a movie, filming a movie, writing a new one, <laughs> like literally, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? And pregnant and being mm. a wife wow. and making sure the house was good. And you know what I mean? So it's like tick, 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 like all these different things. And you're like, this is a lot. You know, I can't I came back home and I'm sitting in the the room and we're editing, and my son comes in and he looks at me and he says, I'm gonna need more of your time. Are you serious? Oh yes. I'm gonna need more of your time. I said, okay. He says, um, 
I know that you're editing and he's he's so incredibly emotionally intelligent for six and I'm so proud of it <laughs> because we we me and his father want him to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. he says, you know, I, I need more time. He literally said Friday, Saturday, and Sundays are mine. I said, Well, wait, 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 wait. Where does where does that put daddy? He said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't oh, know. That's so good. I don't know, that's mommy. So good. And so I said, okay. And so we literally, I've had to adjust my schedule for him to make sure that he feels seen and heard by me. But the fact that you did yes, it. Yes, yeah. The fact that you did it. But then I told him, I said, come in here and sit down with me while I edit the movie. I said, can you help me? So I showed him what I was doing and I showed him That's why good. it was so, um, why I was being so meticulous and why the time away was so much. He completely understood two weeks later, after I was still editing, he's like, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you heard me, woman, but I, I already told you what I needed. So I, but I literally bent for him because he is my other king. You know what I mean? I, I, I love wow. him and I want him to understand that, you know, it's, it's not just a prince, but he's like also another king in my world. And I respect him and I respect his yeah, face and, and I respect his needs and I love his needs. But I also want him to understand that you got your room. You like your room? He says, yes. I said, good. I said, do you like your toys? He says, yes. I said, you like the clothes on your back? He said, yes. I like yeah. this. You like those yeah. extra treats in the pantry? Yes. Do yeah. you like your couch? Yes. Do you like your bed? Yes. Do you like, do you like, th- like, I, you like water? You like this? You like that? I was like, I have to work, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's good, though. That's good that you give them context. And I think that your heart is just really encouraging so many other mothers that are listening. And, you know, as a man, I want to let you know that I hear you. We need to do as husbands and as fathers, we need to do a better job of understanding that the role that the woman brings, not only to the house, but to the world, Mm -hmm. that it's got to be nurtured. That's got to be more of making sure you're good now. And we got to do it in ways that doesn't feel like that we're coddling y'all, you Mm -hmm. know, because there's a power and a strength. But I am married to a woman that I want to make sure she good. Yes. And I think that if there's a nurturing, loving way that a man can make sure that his hero is okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to make sure that my hero is okay. Mm -hmm. Can you help give some guys some advice? Because, you know, right now, Kelly, folk are stuck in the house together. Folk getting on each other's nerves. Some people live in, you know, some people's socioeconomic structure doesn't allow them to have space, to sometimes have rooms that have wicked. Some people are living in spaces where they are all in the same room. Can you, as a voice that has impacted so many women in culture. And there may be some guys listening that may need some help that because sometimes they always feel like they've been yelled at. But <laughs> speak to speak to some some of the couples that may be at each other's necks right now yeah. of maybe some things that can really help and encourage couples during this pandemic that has so many layers to it. Talk. I love it. It's so simple. Is is it. is literally just talk, communicate, because in a time like this one, where I remember I kept asking a friend of mine, I was like, "Why, why God do all this?" <laughs> Another girlfriend <laughs> yeah. of mine said, "How come? I mean, if if it's gonna be like this, how come he can't just come get us?" Like it was like <laughs> a, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah, there's yeah, a reason yeah. why we're in this space in this time 
right now. And whether that's to communicate. Yeah. And not just talk to each other, but ourselves. Because there are some things that like we probably haven't seen or worked through or want to work through. We'd rather be lost in everything else it is that we're surrounded by, whether it's work or social media yeah, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to take the time to actually deal with your own stuff. Yeah. That's some yeah. real, yeah. it's real work and it's hard. And it's the kind of work that is frustrating because you're like, oh, I, uh, I, let me, I'll deal with that tomorrow. We usually like say, I'll deal with it tomorrow. And we never get yeah. around to it. And now that tomorrow looks the same as the next day and the next day the and next the next day. day. The next day. You, you know what I mean? You ain't your PJs every day. You ain't brushed your teeth. You, you're just looking crazy every day. I, I totally understand that dilemma of every day. One of my mentors said to me that the reason why we say till death do us part is because it takes that long to get to know somebody. Mm, I agree with that. And I think that's super dope, don't you? No, That's like I, real dope. I, I know it's it's super dope. And for me, like, I remember when I watched a girlfriend of mine get married, and I said, "Ooh, ooh!" Like I'm listening, <laughs> I'm listening, I'm listening to these vows. Like, ooh, ooh, am I gonna like yeah. you? And ooh, oh. yeah. <laughs> like sit up there listening. Like, yeah. I ain't saying this until I'm ready. Like, and so yeah. when I met. Tim and we bonded and it was just so easy. I was like, this is going to be great. Mm. Let me tell you something. My husband is awesome, but we are two very interesting <laughs> people to say the least. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And that's the thing. Like when we're, when we do get in marriage, we start realizing, or just in relationships, period, we start realizing we're meeting each other's trauma. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. getting past that trauma is like, oh, snap, you know, I, but that's why I say talk yeah. or even like when, right when something happens, like I, I like to say a prayer now to know how I should deliver whatever it is that I need to say to get it out so that I don't make you feel bad. And I'm trying to lead with kindness. Yeah. And another reason I say talk because we will like let stuff bubble and boil. And once you let it like bubble and boil, what happens? You boil over and then you say a whole bunch of things that you don't mean. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be that person because I have been that person before. And I don't. And things I, you can never take back. Oh, and things my you can God. never take back. I don't want to be that person. I don't like that because I have been that yeah. person before. And Me so too. now. Me too. I'm just like, let me handle this. Can I talk to you? Yes. <laughs> Can I talk to yeah. you? Or I nip it in the butt. Yeah. 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 You mentioned prayer. Is I want to know from, from Kelly, do you have a favorite scripture that has been your scripture that you go to when you find yourself not being able to find the words? Do you have one? Mm-hmm. Um, what is Kelly's? Pride comes before a haughty fall. <laughs> That's a good one. That's yeah. a good. Let me tell you what's crazy though. <laughs> right before I came to see you, I was reading one. Uh, uh, it's, it's in Peter said, "God opposes the proud, mm. but give grace to the humble." Yeah. And I always try to remember that. Yeah, but but that's a good one, Kelly. Yeah. Do you have a moment in your life where God became real to you? I have several moments. Give them to me. 
One in particular, I remember the the feeling of peace because it was like a crazy time in my life. And I just remember this moment of wanting to feel peace. And I just kept calling God's name. And I just kept mm. saying in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, because I needed to feel peace in that moment. Because it mm. was like a storm. I was literally like in the storm. And I felt like mm. everything around me was just moving so fast. It was nothing I could do. I felt so helpless, really, really mm. helpless. And I just needed to feel peace. And literally, I felt it. Like all all over me, I've never felt peace like that before in my life until like wow. I, my my son was born. Like when he came into this world, like it was like the craziest peace. But this was like that. And it wow. makes sense because he allowed life to come through. And it was like this silence that because it was like so much happening in the room. I remember. And then it was just like this peace. You know, it is a confirmation all through my life as well, or even when we read that God always confirms his finger, his hand with peace, mm-hmm. that his presence is always confirmed with that peace. Mm-hmm. And and this is a beautiful thing to know that in the midst of all of the success and the noise that you've had in your life, that you've still been able to tap into that peace. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I hope somebody's listening, man, right now that can, you know, hear even you talk to know that a lot of times you've got to be intentional about finding your peace. You, you know do. what I mean? You, you got to be intentional about turning off that phone or be intentional about the friends you have. It's like you've got to go get it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a loud world. And so you've got to make time, to you know, just like we make time for everything else, you know. You got to make time to go find that peace. Yeah. And what I've always loved about God is that God— it's not loud. God, yeah. God is not going to be loud. And the reason why is because when you're loud, you're fighting to get attention. You're, you're competing against other noise. Mm-hmm. And God refuses to compete with any other noise in our Ooh-hoo. life. Wow. Yep. I felt that. Well, man, I have felt you. You have given us <laughs> some nuggets, man. You you have really inspired me, man. I've been inspired by your I've been inspired by your courage as a young girl. That was powerful. And I want to know um what is something now that you are excited about when it comes to giving back? You know, like you mm. like you have so many charities or so many things that you're doing. Yeah. Things that I'm doing right now has to do like a lot with like children and and families and especially in this time like yeah. Someone asked me, um, what do you need for the baby? I was like, you know what? I don't need anything. But it's some mothers who are in the same position as I'm in. Amen. And they literally need some help um, financially. So I have been uh, teamed up with a beautiful organization um, so dear to my heart called Baby to Baby. And so we just did a virtual or we're doing a virtual baby shower. But everything, wow. all the proceeds okay. and stuff go to women who are having babies right now and the babies to get just basic essential needs. And, you know, it's really been awesome so far. I want to continue to do that. And anything that encourages women, to be honest, like I, I feel like we are still in a place to where we have to continue to push and encourage each other along. And I think that that's not even necessarily through a charity. That's just being kind to each other. Listen, man, I... (laughs) You know, I had no idea that you had so many nuggets. I'm, 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 I'm saying you, you've been dropping nuggets through the whole interview, man. <laughs> just, just this well of knowledge that you just continue to show is just so. I'm very impressed. 
I'm very impressed with you. I'm very proud to know you. You, you. Like you. And, you know, and now that you have this superhuman power from everything you've gone through, what are you excited about right now? Trying new things. Like, I'm excited about the baby that's growing on the inside of me. I'm excited about— Oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm excited about— Congratulations. Thank you. Excited about um, new opportunities. You know what I mean? Because I've, I've literally uh, said this the other day, but, like, someone gave me an opportunity to executive produce a movie. It was just, like, just a, a Christmas movie, and I'm like, I really love this. Like, I had a friend who saw it in me— and gave me a gift to take a class to be a, a producer. So it's like, mm. it keeps showing up in favor in my life. So I feel like if the door continues to open, I'm gonna walk through it. And if I do yeah. great, great. If I fail, yeah. great. Like, you know what I mean? So I'd yeah. rather try yeah. than not have tried at all. But I do have ideas and they are worth something. Yeah. You, it's work yeah. to go along with it, but I like the work. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really love it. So I feel like if I ask God for something and I get the opportunity to do so, why not try it? See if it works. Yes. <laughs> you know, I always say that I'd rather fail at trying than succeed at doing nothing. Yeah, it's true. And so do you get discouraged, Kelly, when you see sometimes folk that say that they represent God and Jesus? Because, you know, social media has sometimes revealed some of the worst of us now and then. <laughs> Look yeah. at your big eyes popping yeah. out. Like when you see sometimes Christian leaders or spiritual leaders and you see some of the things that may not always— and I know we're not perfect. That's not what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm talking about— a matter of the heart is that we're yeah. judged by our intent. Yeah. Everything is intent. Does it discourage you when you look sometimes at some of the saints or just some of the body and and how maybe sometimes we represent? It's disappointing, but I realize that they're human too. Mm-hmm. And I realize that they're working through some things and they're working through some things that ain't got nothing to do with me. And I don't mm-hmm. have to own any of that because I used to. And that would, it would disappoint me so greatly because I'm like, well, they're in the church. No, no, that's, I get it. And you know what I mean? That's one thing. Mm. But at the same time, I love and study human behavior. I think it's the most intriguing thing to me. <laughs> wow. And sometimes when people react in a way that might disappoint you, you can't necessarily hold it against them because in that moment, it could have nothing to do with you. You don't have to own whatever it is they're giving out, even by accident giving out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so that I know that it has nothing to do with me. I'm just like, okay, bad day for them. So we're just going to keep it moving over here. But you're not going to change. You're not going to change the temperature in my world right now. And at the same time, though, Kelly, at the same time, you know, the book does say that to whom much is given, much is required. required, And so if we are going to be out here saying that we represent this thing, then, you know, there is a responsibility that we got to fight through. You know, so, you know, yeah, we we all deserve grace. But us leaders and us that say that we represent, we just got to do better. (laughs) No, no, for sure. For sure. And you're right. What is your favorite gospel song? Do you have a favorite gospel artist or a favorite gospel song that you, that when when it's time for you to want to close your closet and just lift up your hands, do you have a song you go to? Um, I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. 
You're going to take me back that far. You're not going to do that. That's old school. I know. But the only thing is, is our, it's, it's literally gotten me through every single hard moment of my life. Are you serious? Every single one. Because you know what? It's like, I'll never forget like being in Houston and crying and singing that song under the railroad tracks. I'll never forget being in New York and crying and singing that song in the hotel room. Like I can literally give you moments where it's literally been the soundtrack to my life. And it made me feel better instantly, like instantly. I'm like, that's right. Like I'm already here. Like what, what am I, what am I tripping for? It was that. I put it in your key on purpose. You know I put it in your key on purpose. <laughs> I love you no, for that too. No, 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 no. I'm serious. When I started playing, I'm like, okay, she got a little alto on her. I put it in your key on purpose. What you say? Oh man, I love your tone, man. Oh, thank you. I love you. your tone. Thank you. Wow, man. Listen, listen, listen. And I don't know where you got an old soul from where you pulled that one out. A lot of the youngins don't know that song. They should they listen to it because I'm telling you like, Oh my gosh. It's just, it will bless your whole life because it's blessed my whole life. My whole life, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, and I want you to know also that you got an exclusive. Did you hear Kelly sing? <laughs> Y'all, we didn't even ask her to sing. Ladies and gentlemen, you started I need playing. You what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is so super dope. Ladies and gentlemen, you got the exclusive. <laughs> When we get back, Kelly and I wrap up with a little game. Let's go. And so I want to finish, man. You've been so gracious with your time. I want, can, I, can I play one game with you before you go? Please, please. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. This game, I know you heard of the game, This Is Your Life. Well, I want to play something like that with you right now. We're going to play four clips that are relevant to your life oh and my. career. Okay. And we like to have you quickly reflect on them. Okay. And so we are getting ready to play the game right now. Okay. Open them out, they grill, gleaming. gleaming. Candy paint, keep that whip clean. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. It's all about the black and white video. It's all about the black and white video. Honestly, first of all, this whole Destiny Fulfill album was such a vibe. It's mm -hmm. like uh -huh. my favorite album from us, for sure. Wow. My favorite wow. album from us. Because you know what? We were just like so much more in. I mean, we were, of course, in tune for all the, the records, but we were like 
it was a different space, you know what I mean, that we were in yeah. as young women and coming into sensuality and and honesty, like when it came to like records and sharing about feelings and, you know, it was just really dope. But I no. love this record. This is like one of my favorites. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> listen, listen, let me tell you something. You, Michelle and Belinda, y'all made Stop that it. record. Y'all, that thing right there was you gonna, a beast. Look, you got... You gonna save my girls, save Beyonce, save Beyonce. Well, I'm, I, well, then let me tell you why I've been acting silly is because I've been trying to make the whole show about you. I want to be about you, but oh. yes, yes, Beyonce. Next song. <laughs> All at once, I'm drifting on a lonely sea, holding on to memories, and it hurts me more than you know, so much more. Shows all at once. Oh my God, that's one of my great songs right there, boy. Let me tell you something about Whitney. <laughs> she has blessed so many women of color. Let's be very, so many black girls. Yeah, buddy. Because she looked like us. When she talked and she said certain things, she sound like us. Yeah. And I just, I love her so much. I'll never forget yeah. the first time I met her. I'll never forget how cool she was. i never forget how full of compliments she was and how gracious she was. And that's how I remember her. Just grace and class and elegance. And don't nobody in this world sound like her. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right, next record, next record. Wow. Tell me about that one. Wow. <laughs> I forgot. I really like genuinely forgot about that one. And you just made me remember. I haven't forgotten. It's I didn't forget. Tell me about that one. That was me ministering to myself. That whole session. Mm. You know, I like, I, I think I had this moment where I would just like try to sing songs and like make them sound good. Ooh, make sure this sounds good. And... It wasn't until like I actually just started like saying these lyrics to myself that it started working. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Of course. I got one more. You do? Okay, I'm ready. I'm one ready. More. Last one. One more. Here we go. Last one. Why your baby's screaming? Let's go. I don't know. <laughs> I love the song. I love the song. Talk to me about this song. Talk to me. I'm grown. I love this song. (laughs) I'm grown. I'm grown. I'm married. I love this song. (laughs) I I literally was in the studio, had the best time with Oak, and he played this Fela Kuti sample. And I will never forget the way there was this of like energy that like 
just came through the studio so quick. I was like, oh, no, we start with this. Let's start with this. Oh, wow. Wow. And um, then this brilliant writer, Sam Dude, started singing a melody. And I was like, okay, no, we, I'm recording this immediately. And I got so excited wow. about it because it was the... The life of the music, it was the melody and everything just coming together perfectly. And it was like, let's go. It just, it literally like created this space on its own. And I love the way that felt. I love the way it sound. And I just, it's literally like one of my favorite songs, if not like top five songs I've ever recorded. For sure. And you sound good. Thank you. Sound you sound good singing the song. Thank and I you. need for you to know, because you know, you know I come from a genre where folks sang. Yeah. You know, I come from a world of singers. Kelly, you can sing. Thank you. You you, you just gotta know. Thank baby you. Baby girl, you got pipes. Thank um, you. You know, it ain't something that you phone in. Um, I mean, your vibrato, your tone, your texture, you can really, really, really sing. Thank and that's going to give you longevity far beyond all of the uh, stuff and everything else that comes and goes. You are here to stay, baby girl. You thank are here you. to stay. Thank and you. I want to thank you for this opportunity. I want to thank your son for giving me a few minutes with his mama. <laughs> Uh, tell him, tell him I sure appreciate it. Nah, I mean, I know you crazy busy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. I know you got some nuggets, some knowledge, some wisdom. This was beautiful. Listen, man, the power of our sisters is, is on display in 2020 and beyond. Listen, it's been the year of the woman, 2021. Mm -hmm. It's going to show you even how much greater. And ladies and gentlemen, please Go support everything this young woman does because it's real. It's coming from a real place. An incredible wife, mother, uh, curator of content, next level, executive producer of TV, films, movies. She coming out with a sock line. It's going to be <laughs> Kelly socks. And it's going to be like, but, it, but it's going to be different. It's, it's going to be for one, it's going to be for one foot. You're going you're gonna to have a sock only for one foot. And it's going to be dope, y'all. Please show some love for my girl right down 45 South from Houston. Hey. Uh, we used to go to French's and uh, right across the street from TSU. Show some love. Her mama named the Calendria, but we're going to call her Kelly Roland. Thank you, Kirk. I appreciate it. It is an honor. You know, I heard somebody say once, the lesson of learning how to be the best you is one of the most difficult lessons that we can ever teach ourselves because we're always trying to emulate or think that something that somebody else does is better than what we naturally have. We, at times, don't think that we're good enough. And when we do that, we are telling God he didn't do a good job because the gratitude and appreciation that we should have for who we intrinsically are is a message to God to say thank you for making me uniquely me. And today, listening to our guest, Kelly Rowland, we found out that being able to have the courage to even stand up against some of the Pharisees and, 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 and some of those that would even say that you're spiritually not good enough or that, that you musically are not good enough or that you creatively are not good enough, a lot of times you will feel like David. And the great story about David is that someone tried to give him their armor to fight the battle against Goliath. But even David said that that armor doesn't fit me. And so he defeated the giant, not with bigger tools and not with bigger weapons, but with weapons that were unique to him. And so many of you listening right now, you've got to realize and learn something very important. You are good enough. You are enough. 
You are everything that God destined you to be now. Are you still evolving? Are you still growing? Yes, we'll be doing that until we take our last breath. But until then, I need for you to enjoy the journey. And that journey starts with faith. And then you've got to be able to realize that your dreams are not accidents. Those dreams inside of you are divine and intentional. Whatever lights the fire inside of you is connected to your calling. Follow your dreams and do not measure your dreams by someone else's dreams. Trust me, there is always time for you. Just you don't give up on you. I was blessed today by Kelly and I was so blessed by the courage that she had as a young woman and listening to her, there were other women speaking into her life when she was a young girl. I encourage women listening to me right now. If you've been blessed to have a voice and a platform of power, I encourage you to find a young girl that may not have that voice in her life. They they may not have a mom, that they, they may not have a big sister. And find a young lady and speak power into her life so that she can grow up having the confidence and courage to know when something is not good for her or good to her so that she can say what she deserves and to be able to have a voice that will have a support system that can have her back because her mama had her back. Miss Tina had her back. And you, if you've been given much, then you need to give much. Have a young lady's back so they can have the courage to be able to speak up and know that they have a purpose and a destiny that no one can take away from them. It's a beautiful thing to see times changing, and I'm here for it. And I encourage you to support every woman that has the gift to be able to change the trajectory of society. It was a beautiful moment speaking with Kelly. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm blessed to know that it's not over until God says it's over. Keep being strong, women. We need you and we salute you. You are the creators of creation. Thank y'all so much for listening to Good Words with Kurt Franklin. If you'd like to support the show, please rate us and leave a review on your podcast app. Good Words with Kurt Franklin is a collaboration between For Your Soul Entertainment, Sony Music, Provident Entertainment, and Spoke Media. We're produced by Trey Jones and Cody Hoffmachel with help from Alicia Force and John Yale Kastner. Our executive producer is Keisha T.K. Dutess with Aaliyah Tavakolian and Keith Reynolds. This episode was mixed by Will Sharp. The rest of our team is Reese Brooks and Michael Havens from For Your Soul, Ron Hill and Phil Thornton from Provident Entertainment. And a very special thank you to the Sony Podcast team. Let's go. Let's go.